Ready? Yeah. Ready. <clears throat> Welcome back to the runs with me, Gareth, and my mate Nicky. All right, Nick? Yes, Scott. How's things? I'm all right. How are you? Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Wet again from my run this evening. Yeah. As standard. This last seems like months. How far do you go? Uh, eight miles, done an hour. Harvey oh, came with me for a few. He peeled off because you can't get the boys out when it's wet. Can you know the usual suspects? No. Scott Gray is made of sugar, apparently. Never know. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> I think Steve always made of chocolate. Yeah, the chocolate and the sugar boys. Yeah. Treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, couldn't think of anything worse. Like, mind you, I've been, I've been useless. <laughs> I'd rather go up and get drenched. Oh, me too. I have programmed myself, like, I am awake at five o'clock in the morning now. I've programmed myself to go to bed early and wake up. Now I've just got to get out of bed and go running at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's just, just laying there for an hour, just go up and do it. Yeah. But prepping stuff the night before. I know. I did the other day. But um, we'll get there now. Yes. Keep I... plugging out. Keep plugging out, Dad. Um, <laughs> you've got a race next weekend, haven't you? This weekend I am yeah, doing Cardiff 20 or Cree run, Cardiff running events 20 with uh, Ali Do. So that'll be a fun 20 miles alongside him. <laughs> he keep me entertained anyway, will not he? Yeah. Just using, we're both using it as training runs because he, he's doing LA marathon in a month and obviously I'm just using it as a long run, training run oh, for yeah. London. He's doing LA, isn't he? Yes. Excellent. Right. It's been a busy week in the running world. We're going to zip through a couple of bits and bobs and then get our guest in. First up, cheating. Ooh. We on about Moketeer. Yeah. What's been going on with that? Yeah. Well, he hasn't technically been found or tested positive, but he has missed three tests. So his whereabouts were unknown. So what does that smell to you? Smells like real food nut all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know they were coming. Oh, bloody yeah. hell. Has he, has he been worth... You know more than me about all these runners and stuff. Has it been worth him cheating? Is he doing stuff or is he... Yeah, well, I've... I've I, obviously, he sort of burst on the scene a couple of years ago with, you know, real good performances from nowhere. Yeah. And, like, he's, his progress has been quite a big jump now you could say that's down to hard work and everything but and i think he comes silver in the europeans behind jacob last okay. year but yeah he's had a big well i don't know everything about him his you know years but for the last let's say two or three years he sort of seems like come from nowhere and appeared on the scene challenging and so yeah who knows and it is it obviously goes on as we know with the old salazar and everything that program that went on and just not appearing for three tests on your yeah. window when you wear games I mean, for sure. You, you've still got a couple of hard work with it as well. You can't sit down eating bags of popcorn and mashing <laughs> like this do. down you and then rock up with the peds and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No. But, well, so, so I guess we'll find out soon. But Yeah. No, like, I don't know what'll happen now. He'll be suspended and then I don't know whether he'll get a ban. He'll be like, I don't know how it works now with that. But he's in shit. Yeah, big <laughs> shit. Right. Yeah. And the Kipdam tragedy that rocked Instagram and the um, athletics world as well. Again, I didn't know much about it until he popped up on my screen and I had to ask you a bit more about him. But um, yeah. that's big bad news, that Real huge news, because obviously, again, he just recently broke the marathon world record in Chicago at the end of last year with a 2 hour 35. Only his third marathon, I think it was. And if we look at his progress from like marathon to marathon, he was just getting quicker and better. Only 24. The, the tragedy is obviously it's a huge loss of human life, but like his athletics career, it was just like, what was he going to do? Yeah, like, I know it was exactly. like, in, 24 is young, isn't for a marathon runner? Really young. Like most of them will <clears throat> stick to smaller stuff until later years, then go to marathon because they've still got that. In them later in life, like look at Kipchoge. Kipchoge, I think, is forty this year. Yeah, he was a track athlete at first. Bloody hell! Fifteen and that, five k and things. So yeah, like I think he would have, if not this year, possibly soon, he would have broke the two hours 
so yeah like we all bad tragedy and obviously a car accident like it's a tree similar to what happened to steve prom pre-fontaine back in the 70s bloody hell isn't it yeah so it's bad loss while we're in africa what is going on with that crazy bastard rest cup <laughs> artist geezer business end now has he burst into a ball of flames yet under the Sahara sun? <laughs> not, not yet. He's been churning it out this week. He's at the day 300 of running. I looked at his update earlier. He's banged out like a week of 1650Ks non-stop like in the Sahara. He's in yeah. Mauritania. He looks a lot happier now than he did like before he yeah, was. Obviously, I think he can now. All his future visas are sorted as we discussed last time. He's got his route planned. He shouldn't have any issues. And I think he's on a charge now to get to that beach. I think he's saying 50-odd days left. Oh, they got written down. Yeah, 50-odd, 52 days to go. Bloody hell. So he's proper on going for, you know, imagine I know, like, and he'd been out there over a year or a year, whatever he's been, running for 300 days. You can see that end in sight now. Uh, if it was five years later, and this was an established podcast making millions from sponsors, we could have flown out there and finished it, <laughs> wouldn't we? But... Yeah, but... We'll have to join him five years when he's running around the ring on Saturn or something. Yeah, he'll, he'll no doubt come up with some other crazy challenge now and have to try and get along with it. Big changes to park run as well as rock the boat and upset people this week. So, I only read headlines, you know, by me by now. <laughs> They've taken results off the website, no, historical. No results. They've removed all records. So, course records, fastest man, fastest woman, age grade results, everything. So, there is no actual course statistics, if you like, now. Just week-to-week results. So, you just have to take someone's word for it if they say, oh, I done, uh, I've got a Meissig Park record. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I don't... Why are you I don't don't care what they've done. I think they've said it's to like cause to not disencourage the slower athletes and things, but parkrun is all about nobody cares about nobody cares anyway. The only person that cares about your time is you, isn't it? But like Yeah. Obviously the park walk was an initiative brought in alongside park runs, so I don't care the thinking behind it. Now there's a lot of other rumours and things going around that they've done it because of the transgender issue with people taking records. Is it? By saying that way. Oh. But that's just some one rumour or one headline I've seen. But I think their official thing was because of the inclusivity and trying to make it not daunting for people. But I don't get it. Like, you still turn up if you're an hour runner. They're still going to yeah, get people there. Yeah, you're not going to go. And it's irrelevant anyway, isn't it? Like you say, the only person that cares is yourself. Yeah. You're not going to rock up and go... On a 25-minute go. Oh, my God, Nicky Playos here. I am not being embarrassed in front of yeah. him. I'm not running like, yeah. You're not going to look at our website first and go, oh, my God, the record's this. I mean, that was a, I think that was a, a good thing for the quicker runner, and even pros do it. Cause, they like, go Andy round, Butcher didn't they? They go broke, round, collect it, try and... Uh... Yeah, yeah, like, Andy Butcher broke the record and took the fastest park run this year. You know, he was he's running the Olympics and things, and... Yeah, you know, for him to turn up, and think, oh, well, I'm going to go and do that, and I want to take the record now. It encourages that end of the scale take as well as like, record, yeah, definitely. So I, uh, I don't get the, don't I thought it was okay. like um... Park Run as well started as a. It was a 5k time trial in Bushy Park back in 2000 or 2001 between a small little group, you know. So that's what it was for years, a time trial, and it was evolved and got bigger and better. But yeah, it seems weird. I thought it might have just been, like I said earlier, like a storage issue or like expensive. It's a lot of data to put somewhere as well, isn't it? Yeah. But I don't know. I wish it was. Yeah, um, week to week. Right. And medals for grown-ups. It's a bit of bollocks, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't know. Because I don't... I, that's because obviously week to week is still... Everyone's result is still going to be there. I assume you can look at last week, the week before, whatever. I'm assuming yeah. I'll still be there. I, I don't. I am looked hugely into it. Just obviously, again, when it came out, and boys putting it in the social groups and the running groups read a bit about it, but not really fully into it. <laughs> That's weird. Dry robes. They have been Goldie looking trying to put them on the map. of not they? Well, we yeah. knew about them. Goldie looking trying to shut on them because like. It just see, are they caught like? What are they? 
<laughs> I thought they were like mainly I thought the main thing was when you come up to the sea and chuck them on to keep warm for that little five ten minutes to trek back to the car, but like they just seem to have become a coat. A general yeah. everyday coat. I'm alright with it, I am. I find it a bit weird to look at because they're a weird looking thing. They're not really a coat, they're really long and flappy and they just look weird. They don't look like a coat. They're like just the Arsene Wenger coat, isn't it? No, that was ridiculous. Without the bubble, really. But, um, <laughs> Without the bubbles, yeah. It's an expensive bit of kit to be wearing down to do the show. Like, I would say, like, well, but then I suppose if you've got one and you've bought it for the reasons we think or they were brought out, then it's expensive. Use it as a coat, isn't it? Yeah. There's not that, many, there's not that many cold dippers compared to how many dry rub people are wandering around. It's the same with everything at the moment, off the running topic. Well, not on the on the running topic as well, really. Because you can get so much, I don't know what it is, replicas, fakes, whatever it is now. You can pick them up on Facebook groups and you can get direct from China. So perhaps they are paying a fraction of what they cost as well for them. Yeah. Fair. Possibly. I don't know. I would wear one, but I don't know if... But then if I've got one, yeah, I probably would wear one all the time then as well, like... Yeah, casual. Yeah, but... You know, some of them probably wankers and some of them not wankers, isn't it? Dumb coat, dry rub, make a wanker. That's just standard in life anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Right, we have got a pretty good guest on this week. I'm just going to see if he's ready. So we'll take a break and get him in, is it? Yeah, let's get on with it. Welcome back to part two of episode eight of The Runs, and this week we've got Jake Smith with us. Jake is a Nike chorus and Team NN running. Is it a Team NN? It is, isn't it, Jake? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah it's NN running or Team NN. NN running, athlete. Yeah. Uh, winner of the big half, 60-minute half, <laughs> a 2.11 marathon wild pacing for fun. 28-minute 10k, so all-round pretty good range. Yes. Yeah, so um, hoping to make some of those PBs a bit quicker. So That 60-minute half is my dream goal, um, but I guess I have to put some work in now to get to that level. Yeah, is that, is that the main focus then, the half, do you think? I, I kind of, I've spoken to my coach, like, I've had a few disrupted, like, the last year was disrupted massively, but the year before... We kind of focused on instead of stepping up to marathon, getting the speeds going in my legs because I've never been very quick. So if it came down to a last sprint, I remember I raced Jack Rowan a five k and he put seven seconds on me on one lap in the last lap. So I need to like pick that up. And I've said to people, I don't want to be just another number at like a major marathon. I want to be there to compete. And in order yeah. to compete, like um, you have to go with these Africans who can run throw in like a four twenty mile, four thirty mile just in the middle of a marathon so that's what i'm being focused on and this year or next year i really want to break four minutes for the mile i think that would be amazing really for like a marathon specific athlete to have that like to be able to break four yeah. minutes it just it would be incredible yeah that's yeah that's well that's mad but yeah that's yeah. Uh, i see what you're saying yeah they, it's crazy like say to be competing at the front end now some of the times that's getting chucked in it's it's mad and it? it must be yeah. so hard it, you just can't believe it. And then even when you write it down on the paper, you're just looking at the times, you're like, how the hell are they doing it? <laughs> um, but I, it's it, it's one of those as well. It's like, of course, there's exceptional athletes, but you can not get to their level. But even when you write down, I don't know if you two get it, but when you write down in a session, the paces you have to hit and you're kind of scared. And then two weeks later, you look back at these paces and because you've hit it, you're like, oh, they weren't too bad. So it's like yeah. almost building yourself up for them. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. So going back to, like you mentioned there, but the last year you've been tough. Obviously, you had uh, injuries and a lot of time off and a lot yeah. of cross-training and things. We've seen, obviously, on follow you on Strava and Insta and things. So how was that? And how did you stay motivated through that time? It was it was tough. When I, at the back end of 2022, I picked up my stress fracture on my foot. And I had a week off and I was, I was in great shape. I came third of the big half to Jack Rowe, Mo Farah, but it got quite tactical and I was like, okay, now I can actually race. 
I picked up the injury and I only gave myself a week off and people knew I was, I, I've never been big or anything, but people were like looking at me and they, my mates and stuff, and they were getting a bit nervous for me because they could see like during an injury, when you're injured, now I can say this because I've been injured, but you should be putting on weight. You should be putting on the muscle, not not the muscle, but you should be putting on weight because you're not running as much right. in order mm-hmm. to, for that muscle to heal almost, for all that bone to heal. And I felt as though I was in a really bad position with my food, with everything, that I thought training, training was the only thing I basically sort of like woke up to and made my day. Like I, I didn't want to do anything else. I just wanted to train. And I fell into like a really negative pattern almost of literally, if I, for example, if I didn't get to the gym at 8am, I'd be annoyed with myself. If I got there at 8.05, again, be annoyed for myself. And I was like, what am I doing? I don't need to work. I don't need to, I could go in at 10am. It does not matter. Um, And I just I fell into a really bad habit. And it actually took my foot. It should only take about, say, like 10 to 12 weeks to heal. It took almost 16 weeks to heal because I wasn't giving myself, my body enough time to heal. I wasn't allowing myself enough time to fuel or anything. So um, I knew it was, uh, I knew something bad was going to happen because I was training like crazy. Cra- I've never trained that many hours in the gym, like on the elliptical and everything. And I knew something was bad to happen because as soon as I came back to the running, I was in really good shape and I was like, this, sh- this doesn't, this shouldn't be happening. Um, and then in February, I like, I got this pain in my back. Didn't think much of it. I saw like, um, I saw a few physios and they, they kept telling me different things. Um, got an MRI on it. And I, I say, I hit rock bottom that day. Like, of course people might having two stretch fractures compared to a lot of people in this world is completely like, it's just a laughing matter. Like, it's not that bad, but for my sort of running career, it was quite a bad state. So I say I hit rock bottom because I had, I was in the middle of Manchester, which is miles away from where my parents live in Seaton, Devon. And I didn't have my car on me. I was given two crutches again and I had to take like a six, seven hour train journey back down. So it was like, it was quite, and I actually, as soon as the doctor told me, I just, could not stop crying like in front of him and I kept the pot I was like I'm so sorry for crying he's like no Jay it's absolutely fine but I say to people that's when I hit rock bottom and I yeah that was that was tough yeah that must be like say when it's your profession and like yeah. no like I can't do what I do every day like we're just yeah. casual as and like I hate it when I have little niggles and can't <laughs> get out always like no it is it's like yeah I love running and just going out and running so for yourself when it's like your job as well as you obviously love it as well otherwise you wouldn't do it because it's such a tough sport and it's lonely it's a slog you know it's not really that rewarding money wise when you compare it to other sports and things so so tough on you yeah it was it was tough and like the first week i just did not want to run like i was like i was like almost looking like i was like to my girlfriend okay when's the next tesco shift like i'm gonna i don't have many qualifications what what am i gonna do um and it but then it kind of like it's, it's one of those, like, as runners, like, you know, the next day, like, all, we, all I wanted to do was basically go out, get pissed with my mate, like, with some friends. And I kind of, like, it was actually quite good, but those five weeks I had off were probably some of the best weeks off I've ever had. Because I saw friends I hadn't seen. I saw mates I hadn't seen. I went out, went out, drink, went out to loads of football games with my dad, did everything a non-runner, a runner wouldn't do. Yeah. yeah. Um. And that made up for it. That really made up for it. But, like, it was tough the first week, but I didn't want to do it. I remember I couldn't walk more than five minutes without being in pain. And in the back, the sacrum area, you lie down, it hurts. Like, whatever you do, it hurts. Whereas with the foot, you can put your foot up and it's okay. But that's the most pain I've ever been in. That was was horrible. Um, And it took a long time. And I took five weeks completely off, no training whatsoever, just going for a walk. I did some coaching with a local run club. So I tried to, did Spanish lessons, try to keep ev- like my head in like absolutely anything oh, wow. I could do. Um, so I did everything outside of running and it was honestly like, it was incredible. And like, I kind of look back on it. I'm like, I kind of really enjoyed it because it made me look at like, it made me think like running's like, I know running is my job and stuff, but it is like, I used to see running as like the whole thing, like my whole world and stuff. And it's not, it's literally the smallest bit of my life. Um, 
and it just makes you think about like everything a bit more wider about everyone like everyone works differently and it yeah it was it was a really big step and i keep saying to people like i'm actually really glad it happened to me because i think if that hadn't happened to me my body was just going in an even worse state worse mind even my mental health because i have a psychologist now i've had it for the last year and it's been like i would suggest that to people struggling like best thing i've ever done and it's it's i think if i kept going I would be in the worst, like, if for another two years or something, my body was just, like, you should have seen the blood levels, you should have seen the bone health, it was, it was, like, it was laughable almost. So, yeah, so it's been, it was quite a journey. Excellent. Would you st- so, where does running start for you and Jake? What, where did it come from? Cross country in school or? Because uh, I, I grew up in Hong Kong, okay. so I um, played all the sports in Hong Kong, so football, rugby, hockey. Um, I absolutely loved them and I took running like a little bit seriously and it, I, I remember the day like it, like it clicked. I was like, okay, running's my thing yeah. is when I came to England and the school, they didn't, they were giving out, you know, like little scholarships and, but they didn't take into consideration running. So I stand up, I'm like, okay, I play a bit of rugby, but I didn't really take into, didn't really think about the difference in size between like, no, no offense to them, but Asian people and English boys, yeah, so like at sixteen year old, I'm quite I'm quite big yeah. against some of them. And then when I when I came to England and I saw the size of these guys, I was like, I think I lasted five minutes. I was like, rugby's yeah. done for me. Yeah. I was like, oh, ever again. And um, like the John Alonso. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so it's like it, I, I literally I was like, what the hell is it? like? I was quite good at rugby in Hong Kong, and then I come here, I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was like that was like okay, it's clicking. But I was never very good when I was young. Like my best place at English schools was fiftieth the year Alex E won actually at English schools cross. So I was forty nine places behind him, and then I was twenty thirty seconds off getting to the track English schools track for the three k. So because I was just focused on other sports, and I think that's where I built on my aerobic <laughs> system. It was I was such a weird child, but like you know when we play when we play football. If the ball goes out of bound, out of bounds, I'd be the one chasing it, thinking, "Okay, I'm getting my, I'm getting fitter from doing this." So, um, yeah. So, right, it, sixteen, seventeen is when I like properly was like, "Okay, let let's push for this." It's moved quite fast, through, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it did. It, it did help going to that school and trying to play rugby. Um, and I did when I was seventeen, eighteen. I played. Oh, I played football down in Seaton. It we're in. They're in the. East Devon seventh league, and it, it gets to a point where like there was a game where the police had to get involved, and it, it's one of those games you just you just you don't care about this game, you're just going out with your mate. Yeah. But it's like my dad, my parents have gone to watch, and they they just they they come to just laugh. It's the worst possible standard, like the seventh league, the East Devon league. I, I don't know anyone who's played worse than that, really. <laughs> <laughs> like all local league guys. Yeah. <laughs> Probably it was standard. My best. <laughs> Excellent. Um, right. Oh, we got sixty minute half at the Europeans. Yeah, I was always at World's half in twenty twenty. So I was no. I was very very lucky because twenty twenty was COVID year, and that was one of the only events on, and I made myself like crazy fit like i loved covid like the fact there were no cars on the roads the the sun was like this weather was incredible and i got so fit like so so fit um and i wasn't even running twice a day that's where the cross training came in more because i try to follow the rules as much as i could like you know once out a day i didn't want to be like like take the piss with it almost so i like did a lot of cross training got a bike got a cross trainer in the house and I just used that COVID period to get so fit. And then I went to World Half, ran 60-30. And it was one of those, I, whenever I go into a race, I'm never not going to go with the leaders. So I just went with it and it paid off, really. <laughs> I love our attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last we there for, you know. Exactly. Last, like, what's the worst of Exactly. And, it's, and it was a perfect, it was funny because the day before there was a massive storm. So, you know, sometimes after a storm the next day, it's just like, yeah. it was like, like uh-huh. you could not ask for any better conditions mm-hmm. and the course suited me so well because where my parents live it's so hilly on the east devon coast and 
on every lap, it was like four laps, three laps, but the first half was a very uh, slight gradient up, and then it was like two and a half miles just downhill. So it's like you have to work up, yeah, but you oh. get that massive downhill to get going. So it was like the perfect course, the perfect day to run quick. Brilliant. Let me have a look. On the marathon pacing as well, it was 211 marathon pacing. These numbers yeah, that was, scare that, me. That, that, was, that, was a, that, that was a day, like I keep saying to people, it's like you must have a race or a session where it feels like you're just running on air. Like, yeah, I just, you could just keep going for hours. And like, I was, I was supposed to just pace the 15 miles. So me and Phil Sessman were pacing this Australian and Kiwi boy. Um, they're quite, they're Reese Edwards, I think. I think he's going for the Olympics this year. And it was around, it was in Cheshire. It was, it was, it was back in the time, you know, when I keep saying to people, you know, where like, England, when they opened the pub, so all the Cardiff Welsh lot would go to England for a night out and then go back home. It was like, so they had those rules. So, like, in England you could race, but in Wales you couldn't. Yeah. So they went straight to Cheshire or Wrexham. Cheshire. or, But, yeah, so it was in England. Um, and it was, it was I, again, I was very lucky. Perfect day, and I was just pacing. I find lapped courses a lot more useful because instead of thinking about the mile markers, you're like, okay, it's seven laps, get a lap done. Oh. And after about four laps, um, the guys are just saying like, keep going, keep going, just help us out. Cause I'm like bang on the pacing. And after and at 20 miles, I look down my watch. I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm feeling good, but I haven't come all this way to not like I've come so far. I'm not just going to stop and get nothing out of it. So I said to the organizers, like on the lap, on just before the last lap, I'm like, am I allowed to finish? Am I entered? And they said, yeah, go for it. So I, I looked behind and I said, like, sod this. I've taken him 23 miles. <laughs> well, like, we are on it and I'm just going. And it was my fastest lap. So I ran 2.11 and this guy was, he ran 2.11.37. So he missed it by seven seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they sort of blame me. And I said to people, look, I took him 23 miles yeah. at that course. Um, but yeah, that was, and then when I crossed the line, I was like, what the hell have I just done? But yeah. Where, yeah, where did, where does it come from? You just, you just love it, don't you? Yeah, it's, I, my parents said it was come from them, but they were never very good, very, they were decent, okay runners, like, I mean, like, three hours for a marathon, so nothing crazy or anything. But it's, it's I think it's, it actually came, because one of my, even my sisters, when we were younger, we just, we did every single sport we could. So like on a Monday, for example, we would have, you'd play football for your school and then you would go to another football session in the after afterwards. But living in Hong Kong, because everything's a lot closer, the transport is so easy to get around. You could play three different sports that day mm. in, in the space and travel, what, 10 minutes? Whereas yeah. in the UK, that's, you oh, can't, okay. you just can't do it. So... And my sister as well, like, she's now getting to a extremely good <laughs> yeah, level. she's like, mixing it up now, isn't she? I think she? Exactly. So I think she could run 75 minutes for half, and she's only... She used to run when she was younger, but it, I think it, it just helps, because I think, without even realising, but we used to have, like, races in the car park, and all, like, that friendly competition. So yeah. I think without even realising, we just push each other to the limit when we were younger, like, in a friendly yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, like, I think it's what, like even in Hong Kong, because of the humidity, I say to people, like, you can't train it much worse than the pollution coming over from China to Hong Kong. Like, it was terrible. So that probably, we probably have some weird viruses in us, probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> probably helping us. That's what it is, yeah. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Class. So what, what's the immediate future plans? Any races or pacing lined up? Is there um, any... I'm... I'm going to pace London this year. I'm not right. sure which group at the minute. Um, yeah. And I'm doing Berlin half marathon. So I want to, I just want to set a good time right now. Just put down a good marker. So I know I'm still building. The fitness is coming, but it's because like you said, like last year I took so much time off. You forget how much yeah. fitness. And I had to, it was quite funny because when I started training again, the first month I could only do two hours of cross training that week. So say for, I go from 15 to 20 hours of training to two hours a week. It was four min four days of 30 minutes of cross training. And I 
couldn't really go hard or anything. My coach was saying, well, you're literally training you like a 10-year-old girl. Like, I had to train like a 10-year-old for two, oh, yeah. a month almost. So, you take out three months basically not training. It it does play its role and not even running. So, it's it's I can see the fitness is coming, but it's still like, it's still not there. I'm not, I'm still not allowed to run it every day of the week because I keep picking up like, this little niggle will get a little fatigue, so I have to do like a day of cross training and six days of running. So it's still we're still not there. Of course, we're making massive progress, but it's um it's still going to take some time. So I just wanted to use this year as like set some markers, not go crazy or anything in terms of times, not blow blow people's minds with the times, and then next year, next year, year and the year after, like is the main thing. Yeah, try and be patient and stay exactly. sensible. Exactly. Sounds like that's yeah. the Long term. Sorry. The patience is the hardest part for you, but it sounds a bit as well, isn't it? I think I generally think that having five weeks of doing nothing has probably helped me more than anything because I just I was like just waiting. Like it was it was it was great because I saw people doing so well, but at the same time I was like, oh, this I'm losing so much here. Um, that's probably why I had to go out watch football, watch running, play football just to. Get annoyed, really. It's been so, bad if you were going on much red, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, it was it was terrible, absolutely terrible. <laughs> well, um, yeah. What did I say? What did you say then, Nick? Bucket list of future plans. I would say this year, obviously, pace in London and Berlin. What's the long term future, Jake? Would it be like try and get an Olympic? Oh yeah, like not not oh, this year. We've we've yeah. pulled the plug on it completely. Like we yeah. were thinking about it, but we're like, I I just. I've seen some, like, for example, Phil Sessman. I've seen some of the sessions they do on Strava. I'm like, I need to sort of work towards that, but I just can't do that yet. Like, my oh. body cannot... I just don't can't push it or anything. So, but, um, LA 2028, I want to, like... I'll say, but, like, I want to be there. I want to be competing top five. I want to, like, not lose out there. So, that's why now I want to focus on the speed stuff. I need to get my legs... Because I, I won't be able to go with them if they make a big... Sp- like, but I just the time two oh eight is very very hard to get. But like, I just feel like if I didn't do the speed work, ran the time, go there, I just wouldn't be able to compete. So that's the main focus now is just getting that. I just that's why I've been doing so many like faster. That's why my coach really likes me doing gives me faster stuff dur- even during the winter because we just need to keep that repetition up. Um, but LA is like that's my main goal. Like I want. I'm putting everything into that. That'd be a bit of a nice yeah, Olympics to say you ran at in Paris as well, wouldn't it? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Any, is it honest, wouldn't it? Yeah. Let's be honest, any Olympics, but yeah. yeah. Good, but like a nice build this year, maybe then, and then like, right, knuckle down and like yeah. start fucking on. Yeah, plan. so that, that's yeah. the thing. I've kind of used it. Like I've done some 3K indoors um i'll do yeah. a half i'm doing another 10k so i'm like i'm using this year to almost to play it like i want to do a 1500 and some i'm using this year almost to play around with the distances yeah. um awesome. because i just like being like at the top of the at the level like the elite levels like a lot of these people like for example josh cut i know he did the half marathon but he's like even in the winter he has to knuckle down the longest he probably do is a 5k he won't yeah. really do a 10k or anything longer like many of them anyway um so it, it, it it's quite nice i have this year with no pressure on my shoulders people aren't expecting much and i can just play around with the different distances yeah that's good Definitely. so you spoke about the setbacks and we spoke about obviously the stress factor but you also um excuse my ignorance of the word or anything but suffered with or had or developed red s yeah what do you, do you mind telling us a bit about that? What it is and how it affected you? Yeah, of course. It's red ass, like quite simply, like it, it's basically just eating disorder. Like you just, and the 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 phrase they say is like, you're just you're doing too much exercise. You're not you're not fueling right, and it, it. I knew I. It was quite funny, but we were on like a night out in, in Cardiff in 2022 with my mates and stuff. And all of them on the night out came up to me and said like, Jake, you need to speak to someone like, cause I look so gaunt and everything. And this was when I was injured. 
and I, I say because I went to Uganda with um to train yeah. with NN and the big I just I overtrained but it it was I found it very difficult because the first two weeks I was training incredibly like I people saw what I was capable of but no one I I didn't really know but no one really saw no one really spoke about to me about my mental about myself weighing myself because I say to people I I was twenty two a male and I got down to 51 kilos for example so I was like I was nothing yeah. and the funny thing is I say to people like the Africa the Ugandans they actually came up to me on week three and said Jake you look too skinny and normally like I say to people it's like it's normally the other yeah. way around yeah. um and they they like it was quite it was weird but they were the first people to notice me struggling and they were like checking up on me a lot so the team atmosphere was amazing but because I had I, it was tough, but like, to be brutally honest, I was the only white person in that whole town. Like, it was yeah. tough, and and I can see like, there weren't no no one was racist or anything, but like, they a lot of these people hadn't seen white people before. Yeah. So when I would go for a run, they were staring. Like there was nothing, no sense of where they should be. Like they were always on you. So it, it gave you a bit of like that, not yeah, slightly scared. And it was funny. You would like on a Sunday, they just cut two chickens' heads off. Like that's what you eat. Like you see your dinner being made. Like, and yeah. there was it was a weird, it was unreal. Like most beautiful country I've been to. But that that kickstarted this massively. When I was sixteen, I struggled with food as well. So I had I had to go to cams. I didn't get on with cams. But I say to people when I went, I didn't have a very good year at that school I then went to college that went better but first year in uni honestly was the best year of my life because you forget without even noticing I was putting on weight getting stronger because of all the nights out like you go out for foods after the night out and stuff like I say that would probably saved me that probably got me the contracts because I actually allowed my body to get the fuel without even realizing like the alcohol the I know it's not the best calories but I was actually giving my body calories without realizing yeah. And that's why I was able to get to the level, like compete, train, train, train. You're small as well. You like go small for him anyway, so you've got yeah. room for them calories as well, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So like, it was it was brilliant. So like, I I say to people when they say, "Should we go to uni?" And I was like, "Do it." Like even as a runner, I say, "Don't put too much tension on first year. Just almost enjoy all the nights out, enjoy that stuff." And it actually really really sorted my head out in terms of food i had no food problems yeah. or anything um then the pressure started hitting in 2022 when my times really came down and i sort of because i was weighing myself every day i saw basically i was getting quicker i was losing weight and it just kept going like that didn't yeah. speak to anyone end of 2022 that's when someone like i've ruined this holiday my girlfriend parents we went to lance roddy and i was disgusting like not not horrible but like i would walk out of restaurants if the portion was too big i would it it got so i was in a way bad state and the reason i started speaking to pippa wolven who's head of red s was my girlfriend at the time said look jay i need to get some help i need to speak to someone and then i was like okay if i push someone to that yeah. level she didn't need any help then i need to i'm so surprised she's still with me like i cannot i like say like i'm so surprised but if I've pushed someone, made someone feel like that, I need to change. So I got in touch with Pippa and this was it in end of 2022. And yeah, then it was hard. Like I, I remember I was counting my calories and sometimes I was burning up to 4,000 and I was only letting myself have 2,000 calories. So in a week I was 14,000 calories down. And I have, yeah. And I have ice cream Sunday, like, and I have like two, like, cartons of ice cream but every sunday because i basically didn't allow myself to have food i was craving it to another level and when i finished it i would get upset because i was like i have to wait another week for this whereas oh. now because i've got on top of food i'm like so what so what if i have it another day so what if i miss it and so i spoke to pippa and the first few weeks was tough like i was just following a normal diet a normal diet, but it was tough because I didn't let my body try eat or eat at certain times. I really did struggle. I actually went through a couple of stages of, um, you know, when you, 
overeat almost in one successive time. Like you eat so much in a 30 minute space. Uh, I thought it's not, it's, I forgot what it is, but it's like overeating. I went through phases of that felt horrible. And that's why like the five weeks, it was like, my coach said to me, like, we don't need, to, we can't train. We need to get you right headspace. Human I did again, blood test, my testosterone. Almost sorry. like human again. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, I wasn't enjoying life. Like, nothing crazy. I just wasn't happy. And I, the, the best thing I say to people is my blood, for honestly, for a year and a half, probably when I was running the times I did 28 flat, my testosterone was four. And for people who don't know, back then, two years ago, to be, to compete as a, like, woman needed a testosterone score of under five. So I say to people, I could have competed against women running the times I did for a couple of years. That's why. And my, I went down, yeah, so, and I went down to a neat, like, yeah, it was nuts. And of course I still need to, like, there are still things I need to improve on, but like, I've never been so happy getting a psychologist. The food now, like, even, I, I'm I'm now seeing glimpses of change. Like, I ran my fastest ever 400 meters in a training session the other day, and that's because I've got the strength. But yeah, a lot of a lot of people. The most thing I'm happy with is a lot of male athletes don't come out about red S because with girls they don't they miss their periods. For example, male athletes we don't know until it's too late. And a lot of um, people actually messaged me saying thank you for coming out. And I was like, it does scare me because I'm very lucky in terms of the support I have. But there's a lot of support out there who don't get anything. And yeah, and I was worried as well during the five weeks because I haven't seen many, every athlete, male athlete, there aren't many, but who have suffered red ass don't make a comeback to running really. Um, so I was very scared. Yeah. Like I was, I was like, is this like, that's why I thought, is this done? So I kind of want to show, prove to people like, be yeah, one, there's only a small few who have actually made it back, made it back to the top level. Like, for example, do you know Jake Riley, the U.S. American runner? He went, no. So he went to the 2016 Olympics or 2020 Olympics for the marathon. 2020, I think, suffered red ass two years ago. Went back to the trials this year and competed in the trials. So he's trying to make a step up, but it's taken him years. So that's why I think people need to understand how long it will take me to get back to the very, very top level. I am making, mm. like, increments to it, but to get to the very level. But I know... There's like now glimpses of me. I can see myself like crap. Like when I'm back, when everything's yeah. there, I would be almost untouchable. So it's, it, yeah. So it's, yeah. Red S is, it, it, like I said, it's basically just an eating disorder. You're counting calories. I was weighing myself every single day and it, I would finish a session on Tuesday night and not have dinner because I weighed myself on the Wednesday. I was, I was getting dehydrated. I wouldn't drink water. I would have one bottle of water a day because the water weight in me. Like, I was like, I'm going to be too That's heavy. Cool. And yeah, it was stupid. But like, so you're, st you're 24, right? Oh, I'm 25, 25 now. So this was when I was literally, I actually, I just didn't, I just didn't speak to anyone yeah. about it. I kept it so quiet. Yeah. And my parents, of course, they noticed and they've been like, I reckon it, if it wasn't for them this year, I wouldn't be running. Yeah. They've been incredible, but it's like, they've also known like, how do you take, Unless they come up to you and speak to you, how can you sort solve it? Because you don't know what you can't really go at them. Like they, when I first started, when I was younger, of course they had a go at me. But then it's fair you can't really have a go at someone struggling because you because it can it can just spark them to not eat or spark them to do something yeah. else. Because but I mean the impression I get you now you're very very self aware and obviously like very resilient as well and you've used it and harnessed yeah. it. And God knows what you're yeah, going to achieve over the I, next couple of years now. Yeah, it's that, that's a big thing. It's like, another thing is, there's a there's a few things that still gets me. It's like, I don't know if it gets to people. Like, if I go out for dinner, I'll, if people say, oh, we'll go out for dinner, I'll always say yes. But it's like, you know, the calories on the menu, that still gets me a bit. There's still little things. Like, I, like, I want to go out and enjoy it. And I don't want to, I don't want to know what I mean. Yeah. Like, for example, that's why I love going abroad because they don't, they don't have that sort of stuff. But, and then it's it's about, I know now, I haven't weighed myself since March last year, and it's the best thing I've ever done. 
and oh. I just threw them away. I was like, I don't need to. I I know when I'm strong. I know when I'm weak. It is funny because I was actually <laughs> saying to my Spanish dude this morning, but I was saying like, I know when I'm too light is when I can't get over the hills around yeah. here. You just trust your body. You know um, your body no better than you ever have. Exactly. Exactly. And as soon as I get home and I'm like, I was too light. I need, I like for those next days, don't overeat. I just increase something slightly. Cause I'm like, I'm just, I'm not strong enough to get over these hills. And that's how I do it. And at the end of the day, you can like, you can look at yourself in the mirror. You know, when you're happy, you know, when you're happy with the weight and you don't need like a weighing scale to tell. That's, that's the thing I've got in this last year. And this year's just about, I just, I just don't want another injury. That's the thing. Like I keep saying to people the the way forward to get, most out of you is you want to have seven out of 10 sessions every single week instead of a 10 out of 10. And then for two weeks you drop out of sessions. Um, and it's just the consistency and that's all I need to keep going forward. Class. Yeah. Before we zip off into a break, you are very, very lucky in having mine and Nikki's dream sponsors, supporters. I don't know what we would call them with Nike and we are both chorus as well. Oh yeah. yeah. But Nike and chorus. That's like, just class, isn't it? <laughs> it's, oh. I mean, the Chorus watch is, like, the best watch I've used by country mile. Like, I, know. I love the track, but the track mode is yeah. just, oh, it's amazing. So, I've, I've said this, like, I've had mine four years now, and, like, when I first made the jump, I was, I was having issues with my Garmin all the time, so I was oh, having yeah, yeah. bald guts full of it. And I seen that Kipchoge was wearing Chorus, so, right, it was good enough yeah. for him. And, like, same, like, it's so much better. Oh, like, nobody listens no it listens. It just—it seems. Oh, we know, like more athletes getting sponsored, and oh, like, it's—it's incredible. It's in a rut with Garmin. Yeah. What did I interact with Garmin? No, no. Like I think more, you know, more the amateur running out. Just all yeah. it was Garmin. They don't, I know. you know. I know. But, like more, more pros now are wearing the chorus, like yourself, Molly Sedell, obviously Kipchoge, and two others. I think what helps is um the arm high motor. I, I it love looks it. Cool. I, I'm thinking again one because it looks cool. I don't really care my arm. It's, it's all, honestly it's awesome. It's awesome. I felt like the heart rate on the on the chest. It was whenever I ran like fast and got sweaty, kept coming down a bit. Whereas the one yeah. in the arm is it's perfect and it doesn't like even in a race. Like I would sometimes wear the one on my chest and if I if it got sweaty, I would have to pull it back up. Whereas the arm, it's not going to move and it's not going to affect your running at all or anything. So it is is really yeah, good. Yeah. And Nike, good relationship. Well, it's obviously a good relationship, but that's for the NN, is it? Or no, no. So I'm I've two like so NN. I have a sponsor with NN and a sponsor with Nike. So they're two okay. separate things. Um, yeah, Nike, Nike, Nike's class. The best thing I get is um, I get free hospitality tickets to Spurs, Chelsea, oh. Palace. So yeah, so um, me and my mates, I think we're going to watch. Spurs Palace in two weeks. So I was planning to yeah. go for well, Oh, it, the, the Spurs one's like a yeah. spaceship. It's the worst thing is now my girlfriend will go watch League One Reading games with me. I was like, Do you want to go Cheltenham away? She was like, No chance. Because no she's now gone to the hospitality of Chelsea and Spurs and she's Made like, it I'm not going to anyone go near that. Have a nah, no. That, that's the best thing. You go League One. I wouldn't, wouldn't ask for anything. But yeah, it's. It, it's it's good and they're so supportive. They um, I'm I'm still allowed to go to London and actually get a shoe like molded for me because I do find sometimes Nike. The one bad thing I say about them is they sometimes don't have the best easy shoe compared to the other sponsors. So I used to when I was with sports shoes, I used to wear like Asics like the whole time and stuff. But I've now found the Vermeer for Nike unreal for me. But it's yeah. the only shoe that really, really fits me well. So it's like, it, it, it's like, I do find like all these brands now, they're getting to a phase of like, they're so regimented on making the fastest shoe. They've kind of lost the touch yeah, of the easy ones. day shoe. Exactly. And it's like, when you think about it, like everyone wants to buy an easy day shoe, like easy day shoes, you could make so much money from it because people oh. need it. People are running that every yeah. day. Mm. Um, but yeah, Nike's like, I work... So my um my Nike representative is called Adam and he he well he's an Ipswich fan but he um he's a legend like I just messaged him like that in terms of a funny kit he was so supportive through the whole red ass thing like he absolutely loved it was always there for supporting me got me a lot of help so it's been 
yeah, it's been a really, really good thing. Excellent. Anything else, Nick, before we take a break? No, no, I, see, I think we've pretty covered it. Yeah, I really enjoyed that, Jake. Thank you very much, Nick. No, that's absolutely good. We'll take a break and then we'll dive back in for this or that and a couple of question answers and then wrap it up. Welcome back. We've still got Jake for another couple of minutes. We're going to do this or that and then the question and answer of Instagram. So I'll pass you over to Nikki for the this and that, Nick. Right, Jake, here we go. Track or road? Uh, road. Uh, 5K or half marathon? Half marathon. <laughs> half tights or shorts? <laughs> <laughs> Half tights now, half tights now. Good man. <laughs> We're trying to convert most people. <laughs> I was the same at first, like half tights now. But no, like, I was those, the same as well. I was the same. But like the ones are just so nice. They are. Um, a PB or race win? Race win. Uh, pacing or racing? Oh, I think we racing. know the answer uh, from his racing story. I promise it's racing. <laughs> <laughs> from the. Uh, Vaporfly or Alpha Fly? Oh, Vaporfly. And last one, you mentioned him earlier. Jakob or Josh? Seems they're having a bit of beef lately. Which I, I, lo- I love it. I <laughs> love it. I'm yeah. all for it. I'm all yeah. for it. Um, yeah. I think Josh. I like Josh. They were the UK, is it? Yeah, I like Josh. Yeah, I, I like them both. Like, they're both great personalities for the sport. Oh, I, I, like, I, think, I think he needs more. Quality. Like, I'm so tempted to, met, like, because I, 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 I've messaged like Connor Mance a few times. I'm so tempted just to start some random beef do it, now. Do like, WWE of running. Just, <laughs> yeah, just exactly. do it. Exactly. If, we, if, we, yeah. if we're going to go into a race together, I'm just going to start something and just like yeah. be like, look, let's get this going. But if you want to take a shot to someone now, we can clip it for the pod and then we can get it out there. That's fine. There we are. That's all I got. That's all I got. Couple of Q&As First up, who was your inspiration as a child? Did you have a running inspiration or rugby, football, any inspiration or heroes as a child? Um, in football, was, oh, sorry, in running, it was Bekele. Um, Always, always looked up to him. And then when I raced him at Big Half, that was crazy. Like, absolutely crazy. Um, then I found out because we stay, because we part of the same global sports communication. And the other week, literally four months ago we were in the same like where we stay and he never came out of his room to talk to anyone so I was my my never thoughts meet on him went downhill a little oh. yeah I was like oh okay whatever <laughs> um, what are you reading you're yeah, a big reading fan yeah what massive you, you must have been so like so. Kevin Doyle heroes when you started was it oh, it was we basically reading basically our best team was when we had the Republic of yeah. Ireland basically in our team like shit long Do you listen to the Under Kosh podcast? No. One of the old Reading boys was on it, talking about when they had all the Republic of Ireland. I can't remember which one. Oh, it was so funny. I I looked up to them a lot, to be honest. Stephen Hunt. Because they were just... Yeah, Stephen Hunt, Noel Hunt, (laughs) Steve Sidwell, for example, uh, James Harper. It was like... I think it was Dave Kitts. It was like just all those players I just really, really... They were Premen as well, weren't they? Exactly. It's just, it just like, it was funny because in Hong Kong, because we're like, they're eight hours ahead. I would wake up right before school, check on BBC Sport, what was the score? And it was like, it, it either made or broke my day. But it was like... <laughs> how red in if you so, but when, How red in? Are you from red? Like, yeah. Nah, so my dad, my dad is cr- a bit of a master, but my dad went to, because my dad's mum lives in Reading. So he went to Reading school for years. But he actually scored QPR, who were actually doing quite well. Went to a Reading game, who were in the fourth league, and was like, "I need a transfer." And that's how, and I just followed him. Just followed him. He kept buying me shirts. I have a, I have my name on a brick in, oh. on the stadium. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's quite funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they aren't. I must say though, the Reading fans—they are a bunch of like 16, 17 year old kids who think they're the I think biggest. That's everywhere the Oh, honestly, they're, they're not very nice. They're Nicky's a Cardiff <laughs> fan as well, and you see them outside, don't oh, they? Really? Um, get the badge in now as well, isn't it? 
the Reading fans here are a bit, a bit horrible, I'd say. They're not very nice. Oh, God, then. Yeah. <laughs> Question we have for all of our guests every single time without the fail. I don't know if you know where Mystake is. That's where me and Nikki are from. But Mystake Park Run, you know, oh, what yeah. date is your visit to Mystake Park Run? Do you park run at all, Jake, or...? <laughs> I love Parkrun and we've actually had this discussion about like, you know, the whole like taking down the records and everything. We spoke about that before and you came like, on because they've, they've taken them off the website now, haven't they? Yeah, because you know that Yumi, Yuchi, Cho, I can't even say her last name, the marathon girl for Britain, she, she went on about it because a lot of transgender men were taking the women records. Yeah. And I understand, like, her frustration, but, like, it's so easy to... So my dad set up a park run down a seat, and, and he's like, I don't want to take off the record. Like, it makes people want to come, like, yeah. chase down. Go. Like, for a 16, 17-year-old kid who wants to break 17 to get onto the list, is, like, yeah. that's their dream. Like, they want to be on that list. Or a girl, for example, breaking 20 for the first time is amazing. Like, when my girlfriend broke 20 for the first time, saw her name on the list, she was buzzing. And it's like, yeah. it just... It's part like you lose that. It's not going anywhere. All they needed to do was basically make a separate column for say, okay, non whatever band or like non non man non woman, and um, it. I must admit, it's decreased the like. I don't know if many of the top guys will go now, like because that's that's a thing. When I want to go to Parkrun, I want to see what their CR is. I like that. It's that competitive sort of in me. Yeah. Um. And I hope some parkruns still keep it like on their like they know what their course record is because I'll definitely yeah. I'm definitely doing that one. I um, my parents have actually completed the A to Z. You know you can complete a parkrun every letter, so they've completed yeah. that. So um, I might have to get them to Mace again because they want to go exploring anyway. Um, but I want to know what the course record is there so I can go for it. Is it that? My, my stake is fifteen twenty nine. Tom Marshall. Oh. Yeah, I'll definitely have to do that one. He used to train me back in the day. Sometimes if you're red in a way, you're Cardiff. Park run in the morning, red in a way. I know, I know. I need to go because um, some of my mates, Paul Graham and Pierce, they're Cardiff, massive Cardiff fans and they have home t- season tickets and they want me to go to that one. But like, yeah. I went to I went to Swansea Reading, Swansea, Reading, um, Swansea, away, Swansea at home, so that was quite cool. Down in Liberty. Yeah, that's it. I can see that. No one, no, I can that's see that. No, when the game's on, I can like no one. Remember the Champions League advert when really? the light. Oh like yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah, like a worse version of that because it's a Liberty, not a Champions League game. But yeah, I can see <laughs> it out my window. The light kind of lights up the sky a little bit, like a bat signal, I guess. Yeah, that's a cool. I like that saying. That's really cool, actually. Nicky's not happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, socklets or normal socks, and it's got brackets toe gloves. So I guess that's what socklets are, is it? Sock, are they socks, socks with fingers? Oh, uh, yeah, I did buy some, actually. I bought some. I was so weird. They are the weirdest thing in the world. I went, you know, like TikTok, you know, when you're scrolling, like, oh, I know I'm 25 TikTok, but scrolling down and there's that TikTok shop, buy, and they were terrible. Uh, actually, but I think they weren't the running version, so they were like these, they had like a smiley face on it as well. It was terrible. Um, but like, yeah, I, Socks. I'll just say socks. I don't know. I don't have the finger no. socks. or whatever. Uh-huh. And finally, what did you have on your pancakes this week? Oh, so I didn't actually have them on Tuesday. I had them Wednesday. Peanut butter, biscoff, banana, and Nutella. All in one. Good choice. Oh, the last. The whole lot. Jake, it has been fantastic to have you on. I've really enjoyed some great no, stories and I'm really looking forward to seeing what you can do over the next couple of years as well. We've got last week, we had last week or the week before, we've got Derry Griffiths running for Olympic time this weekend in Seville as well. So hopefully yes. we'll be yes. keeping an eye on you soon yes. as well. Yeah, I've heard good things about Derry's um, training. He's, he's running fast at the minute, so I hope he. I hope all the best. Yeah, I wouldn't try and take Swansea yeah, Park run record off him if I was you. That's quite low, isn't it, Nick? That's quick, isn't it? 14 10 or something, isn't it? 14 something. Yeah, it's quick. Low four, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it's been great having on, Jake. Thanks for your time and appreciate no, that. Absolutely. Well, next year and on beyond. Yes, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Nick? 
Yeah, that's it for this week from us. And uh, we will see you on the start line somewhere soon. Thank you very much. Cheers. Right, just bear with us a minute. Cheers, Jake. That's actually fine. That just saves it now.